Welcome to the Irish Tech News Podcast, where we will bring you some of the most interesting interviews and features from the world of tech. Visit irishtechnews.ie and check out our podcast section to explore all of our previous episodes. You can subscribe to our podcast using whatever your favourite app or service is by visiting anchor.fm forward slash irish-tech-news. And now, a word from our sponsor, Agora Pulse. We know how hard it is to juggle all the things in your business. Accounts, meetings, the never-ending inbox. That's why we've teamed up with Agora Pulse to give you more than five hours back a week when it comes to managing your social media marketing. No complicated Excel docs, long emails, or millions of open tabs. Simply manage all your social media channels in one place. Go to www.agorapulse.com forward slash Irish Tech News to get one month free. Now all you have to do is figure out how you want to spend those spare five hours. Hello and welcome to the Irish Tech News Podcast. My name is Melanie Boylan and today I'm here with Frederic Murphy who is a leadership mindset strategist. Thank you so much for joining us Frederic. Oh thank you so much for having me Mel- Melanie. <laughs> Now, it's quite interesting to get you here today because Simon, um, our senior editor, knows you quite well, first of all, Um, and you've had a lot going on over the last year and you've got a a brand new book coming out very soon. Can you tell us a little bit about the book, please? I do. Thank you. Yes. Um, The book is about hitting the shelves on March 30th. Um, It is called Lead Beyond the Edge, the bold path to extraordinary results. And um, it's all very exciting. And yes, it's um, it's my pandemic project, uh, walking mm-hmm. the talk, turning the pandemic into into the opportunity to write a book. So from March 2020 of signing the contract with the publisher to March 2021, um, the book hitting the shelves. Pretty impressive, I've got to say. And, and you were telling me just prior to starting that it took you 12 weeks to do 50,000 words. That's just stunning. Yes, I did. Um, actually, there's uh, so I the book has been in my head and in my mind and in my brain for a long time. I probably actually say that it's been like 20 years in the making. Um, but there was this shift, um, which I do talk about in the book, where then I decided and committed and that was March 2020 and I sat in front of I did not have scraps of papers or blog posts that I wanted to use or so it was real blank I had zero words uh, beyond lead beyond the edge and the bold path to extraordinary results and so 10 words and then 12 weeks later I had my beta draft ready. It's quite a, a unique name, um, Lead Beyond the Edge. What, what were you referring to when you, when you were saying the edge? The edge. The edge is so important. The edge is a reference to um, how actually it's underpinned throughout the entire book. We all have a comfort zone. So you, Melanie, you have a comfort zone. I, I have a comfort zone. All of our listeners, they have a comfort zone. And I know there are some school of thoughts that say, Oh, forget about the box. The thing is, that's not how our brain works. We very much need to be aware of that box and accept it. And that box, it's like, imagine you have the four walls around you. And those walls, they are the edges. And when we lead beyond the edge, and 
the reason why I really wanted the word lead is um, we we all are leader, whether our business cards say that we are a leader or not, because we lead ourselves to our results. And when we approach the edge of our comfort zone, there's a series of things where, whereby, in short, our brain totally panics. And because in the middle of the comfort zone, it's very comfy, it's very relaxed, it's very known. And the book helps you to lead beyond the edge, explaining what happens when you approach all of the inner workings of our mind and our brain and really using neuroscience and behavior change and with a positive psychology delivery, which I'm sure will not surprise any of our listeners because this is very me. I take you on a journey whereby you never ever stop yourself in your tracks because you have every single strategy that you need for any challenges that come comes up on your goal journey. Mm. So I've heard this lots and lots of times before where people can stand in their own way and, and you're going to give them strategies to, to stop doing that. Um, but is it a heavily academic book? Is this a really complex, complicated book that that you know people can't manage, or do you have to be a certain level of education to get through it? Or is, is this available to really anybody? I'm loving this question. Um, it is available for anyone with a brain, but not everyone. A and here's a distinction: it's for anyone who wants to understand what's going on and who wants to push through. Because some people are well happy in the middle of their comfort zone. Mm -hmm. And in that zone, they have everything that they've already accomplished. Any single thing that they wanted to be and they wanted to have and they wanted to do, it's all inside of their box. Having said that, for anyone who wants more, who wants that dream, who wants that goal, who has this aspiration, then this book is for them. And it is very little academic in the sense that what makes me unique as well as a, as a stage keynote speaker is how I approach the neuroscience in a very experiential way. Okay, good. And because I, I feel that the, an academic approach then it's very restricted to who is going to read it. An experiential approach really helps you. Um, I've actually, like, I I even have, like, parents who are saying, oh, my teenagers are already going, like, I want them to read it. So this is to, so for me, this was like, yes, I got the tone. I got that line that I wanted because, if those readers already feel that they can give it to their 16, 17 year old teenager, this is for me the sign that yes, I got I got it right in wanting to really give this as a as a gift. I wrote it for the reader. Everything for me, there's nothing more special to me than someone reaching that point where like actually on stage I leave for that moment there is that moment where um like my audience members suddenly their eyes are starting to sparkle that more their cheeks are getting rosier their uh, posture there's like a shift in their posture and that moment 
ignite the path to extraordinary results. So uh, yes, every strategy is backed up by science and it gives you the real inner walking on how it's like, oh, oh, I like, I never knew this or like, I never thought about it that way. Or I, uh, yes, like this such big word, but thanks to me, they're like, oh, I get it now. So super experiential. Um, that's, that's actually really handy to know because it does open the door to a much wider audience, doesn't it? Um, I've, I've read myself academic books, which are a struggle to get to get your head around, um, you know, unless you're in the right mindset, which this whole book and you are entirely about. Now, I wanted to ask you about the steps that you offer people or suggest to people to do. Um, uh, do they involve an awful lot of... Um, planning and conceptualization you know is, is there any sort of um you know can they come away with sort of key takeaways quite quickly or is this something they have to build up to no every single so i'm i am very resource driven and mm -hmm. so the book is is written as such um i wanted you to make it as easy and structured as possible so that when i like in the subtitle when i use the word path um, there, so there's two things. It's the path in our brains. So we are learning how to rewire our brain for success. And there is the path of the framework. So there is a very rigorous backed by science framework with 12 strategies along the way. And ideally, the first time you read it from, you know, strategy one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, because you build the full path. And then what happens is this is where the neuroscience comes in and this amazing ability of ours to rewire our brain this is called neuroplasticity and i know you know sometimes it's like whoa it's such a big word in fact it means that we have the ability to shape our brain and do you remember when you asked me about the title why i want like i wanted lead in it i wanted lead because there is something we can do with neuroplasticity because it's been proven we can do it and so then it's I wanted to write a book that explain and really guide the reader through this process that's called self-directed neuroplasticity, whereby me as the author and as your guide, and I use the word guide a lot, I'm helping you on your journey where you identify your challenge and then you have the strategy straight away. And they all build up on top of each other, but very like from the first chapter or wire are they are called in the book for the science you get that strategy and you already on your way because you are closer to that edge and you are about to stretch that box to get closer to what it is that you want okay is there any level of accountability in this at all frederick so accountability is really important in the sense that remember actually so early on when you ask i said it's for anyone with a brain, but not everybody. People who are happy with where they are and they'll, they'll not need this because they are happy with where they are. People who want to challenge the statu quo, people who want to be different, do different, have different, then they will want to, they will want 
you know, to read the book, to understand and, you know, get the strategies and go, okay, now I am like, I am, you know, I am doing it. Mm -hmm. And so it's leadership comes from, from within way before we start leading people and, and, you know, and surrounding friends, family, colleagues at work, it comes from within and that accountability is very personal. Having said that, because I am with you in the book as your guide, I have um, built in throughout um, a lot of systems and things because using behavior change throughout to really help you experience. So like sometimes I always say, not sometimes and always because actually, yes, so no, sometimes because um, it's been so amazing, like having you inviting me to be on this. So it's been as part of the book tour and some of the episode, it has come up, but I do always say that the uh, book is so so much more than a book because I just didn't want the reader to just read. I wanted them to experience and I wanted them to do. So I'm using this, uh, this, I'm using what's called the multi-sensory learning throughout. And from actually one of the earlier uh, uh, chapters, so Wire in the book, um, there is a, like a accountability that I am asking the reader to pick so that when they read the book, they eat, you know, their thing that they want to do. Mm-hmm. It's not just hypothetical. So right from the start, I actually say, okay, this is like, this is like a contract. It's you and I, what is it that you want to do? Let's say it out loud, write it. And um, the book comes with a, a series of resources that are all accessible online. So I've made it printable already and they can print it. And, and this becomes their accountability, their right. charters. And then, you know, they go through the book and it's not hypothetical anymore because they are going through exactly their it. This is what they want to do. And they've picked it early on. And then I, I never let go. I really, um, some of the endorsement, they do say, it's like they, like they feel like you are guiding us. Um, it's like you took us by the hand and you never let go. I am taking you through that journey from, I want to do it to, yay, I did it. Mm-hmm. Now, there's one claim I want to challenge you on. Mm-hmm. Um, how to stop procrastination and I'm married to I'm fairly certain one of the largest procrastinators on the planet so how do you help somebody like that um who it's not they won't do it it's just they'll do it in their own goddamn time how do you improve that how do you make them feel that there is a need to make a decision faster and and move forward faster so what's uh, what's really interesting in this scenario is that um, they, because they do not see the need, uh, hence the procrastination, or I'll do it in my own time. Um, the remember when you ask about accountability and personal, they haven't connected to the outcome that you want them. There is like a you know, you are in that scenario. There is like a, a second part that says actually this is you know. I want this. So the person is not, I want this. 
the other person is saying, I want this. And as long as they are not connecting in the vision and that they want to do it, then they are going to procrastinate as in they'll just do it whenever, you know, it comes up. Um, in the book, the way I approach it is the solution to solving procrastination is always to find out because procrastination is a side effect to actually the problem that's not a problem there is a problem that creates procrastination and so by digging through actually finding it and not um, focusing on procrastination so it's it's like what is the root cause because people then go with procrastination but actually procrastination was created because of a different root cause and um, in the book we go through three different um, three different things that do cause procrastination as a side effect and once we tackle them then the person suddenly realizes that they are not procrastinating anymore because we've solved the problems does that make sense Oh, it does. It's just, you're just telling me that getting him the book isn't going to help. <laughs> so he, he has to get the book himself. <laughs> correct. So that, you know, that's interesting because it is, it's back to this everyone with a brain, but not everybody. Exactly. So, yeah. so oh. it is not that the book would not help him. It is that if it's not there, it, if it's not the chapter that they've written and they've, they've gone into that first chapter and they've gone, this is my it, then they are not connected with it. So no. then good luck. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're absolutely right. Um, no, I just thought I'd ask. Um, you know, I've got a leadership mindset coach right in front of me. I figured this was the chance to ask. Um, so thing is, I'm not just saying it's hopeless. Uh, you know, there's ways for you. Uh, one of the things that I love about some of the early readers that I've started to read it is that they've said how understanding their own brain has actually uh, really helped them interact with the people around them. Mm. Um, and of course, this goes into, you know, our uh, family bubble, our friends bubble, and it extends to our colleagues uh, because the, the processes in the brain and how the brain reacts are very similar to every single one of us. So, you know, you when you read the book, you would go, okay, now, like, this is really clear. I understand how this works. And then you go, Hmm. Oh, hang on a minute. Aha. I have an idea. How can I help search and search? Because this is also what's happening in their brain. And then you can direct and actually you become. So suddenly I was your original guide for that self-directed plasticity, but mm -hmm. actually you as the reader then becomes able, the guide to be able to help the people around you with their self-directed neuroplasticity and then they would be rewriting their brain thanks to your guidance okay so you can actually sort of assist others as well so it doesn't have to be all self that's interesting um so with the kind of people that are going to be buying this book um it sounds like it's going to be quite varied it sounds like you're going to have several sort of um avatars if you like um to reach and obviously will it be the the teenagers that will be buying or will it be the parents of the teenagers perhaps or will it be business leaders that will be primarily buying this what what do you envisage Frederick? 
So I wrote it for, so there is nothing more <laughs> that a publisher hates if you say my book is for everyone. So I never said that right okay. from the get-go before finding the publisher because um, this would not be as, this would not be as targeted and as useful. I wrote it with four proto-personas in mind um, and that primary proto-persona are um, corporate executives, corporate leaders, um, corporate employees. So um, corporate workforce who are in their environment, um, whether they are a leader or an aspiring leader, um, they will find you know, things that will help them to stretch. Having said that, then, then other people were starting saying, hang on a minute. Okay, so then here you use an example at work, but I'm kind of thinking, actually, this also work at home. Of course it does, because our brain does not switch off before, you know, between work and home. So the lead will definitely attract employees, leaders, you know, from like all of the various levels. And then I've also had some who were parents that, you know, said, well, I really would like my teens to actually get those skills because I mean, it's not the earliest, the better, but like great that they would get it that young. So actually my fourth proto persona was um, universities and, you know, graduates and undergraduates. And because the like those skills are for everybody, I wrote it with within a work context. So a lot of the examples are with things that happen, you know, in a work environment, Um, but like guarantee because it has already happened. Like I shared a, a few minutes ago, uh, I've had some corporate exec who read it, but happened to be parents. And that just went, hang on a minute. I want to give it to my teens as well. <laughs> yeah, there's, It's quite true though, isn't it? That um, you may have all the ability in the world, but if you lack self-belief in, you know, it's not going to work for you. And even though others may believe in you, and I've had this before, other people have said to friends, me, um, my children, oh, you know, you can do this. This is well within your capabilities. But if you have that sort of wall in your mind saying, I'm, I'm unable to do this, then really nothing can help you. So no. is it is it really, because um, I, I love the way you, you call it circuits. So you, you're kind of rewiring, aren't you? Yes. Um, it, but, and you know that I'm sure you've heard this before and it's not the same thing, but if you do something for 21 days, it becomes habit. Is this, is this a sort of similar rewiring as well in, in the purpose of your book? So the, this is based, this saying is based on, neuroplasticity so they may not use the word but this is what's happening this is where they take a be you take a behavior and then you rewire it in your brain on a frequent basis so that it actually happens you actually create a path i just i i want to uh, look back to this but first i want to kind of jump onto the uh, beginning of the question because belief Yes. So belief, 100% so important. Um, It's actually your beliefs are the first circuit of the book. So there are three parts 
And again, here, instead of parts, we went with circuits um, because this is what happens in our brain. And our first circuit is all around belief because you are 100% right. Remember that time when I said that I'd leave for that moment. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, these days with pandemic, I have to like see it on a throughout across Zoom screen and, <laughs> and see that moment when the person starts to believe. And that moment really ignites any results. And that's why we are spending like a third, a third of the book is actually around that because the first stage when, you know, from that, I want to do it is that can I, Mm. and we need to be able to answer, I can. And there's a series of things that happens to actually move us from can I to I can, um, including self-sabotaging ourselves and nasty inner dialogues and all of this and all of those challenges that I'm sure listeners are like, "Mm -hmm, mm -hmm," nodding along with us going, oh, yeah, that has happened to a very good friend of mine. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So we know all of that. And that's the first circuit. And then going to uh, have it just to show how like fast forward circuit three is all about our behaviors and a habit is a behavior that has been transformed into a um, regular frequent step that we are doing and I think here is a is a wonderful opportunity to um to use an analogy that actually I do use in the book I use it from stage as well if um um because I'm we're bound to have some of our listeners who've seen me as well from stage expect so I use the uh analogy of the path so when you like imagine uh you are in front of a field of grass and it's just really pristine glass grass and then you start walking and so you you know you want to go from a to b and you start walking and you go from a and you walk to b and then when you reach b you know the way like you would turn around and you would look through the field and you would see this really fine trail that has started to appear Mm -hmm. wherever you know where you walk where the impressions are exactly you can start seeing the pattern and then what happens is from b you go back to a you exactly walk back onto exactly that same path. Then when you reach A, you look again at B, see how this pattern has gotten even more ingrained, and then you do it again, and you do it again, and you do it again. And ladies and gentlemen, this is neuroplasticity. This is how we have wired, like this, a new connection in our brain. That's how brain injury patients also recover from stuff as well, isn't it? Because the, the brain rewires. Correct. Um, yeah. But you're, uh, you're actually manipulating it yourself rather than allowing the brain to do it for itself. Correct. Which is why this is that concept of self-directed neuroplasticity. We are taking charge of where the where we are leading our brain to go to. Um, and there are some examples. I, I use the cochlear implant in the to uh, you know to explain because this is like this is phenomenal this ability of ours that we have to and it never stops so I know you are asking like who is it for uh please no adult has to say oh I'm an adult my brain has stopped changing this cannot be done to me anymore no 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 uh there was an old myth uh that thank goodness uh, fMRI machines and scans have have uh, put to bed um the brain does not stop rewiring um unless you stop with, mm-hmm. you know which is that int- uh, which is back to that 
leadership and that you know it comes from within just before we started recording we also had a conversation about one of my friends who um who i described setting up my business with and you referred to it just just briefly there and how after a year of describing how my business went she she took away one element that she found relevant to her over the course of several conversations over the year and this is the issue that we all have as leaders um you know speaking to suppliers the public, you know, as a, as a speaker um, with our staff, they all feel that there's only really several areas that are relevant to them about you. So how do we combat this in, in a clearer conversation um, using your neuroscience methods? Communication is so important, um, but it always involves two people, the person who communicates and the person who hears, hears it. Um, I think this is this is an example and I was I was laughing with you at it because it has happened to me so often but I know we'll have loads of entrepreneurs on the on the call but even you know exec in the corporate world and they'll say yes no still to this day my friends and family they still don't know what I do. Um, it's it's that need we're back to the need so they like we hear what we wanted to hear. Uh, so, you know, looping back to, you know, to your challenge at home where, you know, you may want someone to do something, but that's you who want it. It's not them wanting to do it, which mm -hmm. then creates that gap. So this is about us really being strong in our, in our growth and where we are going. Um, and when this happens, our alignment and our awareness becomes so much stronger that anyone you meet um, really gets that clear awareness, that clear consciousness. Um, what's quite interesting with, actually, it's, uh, I, I always say it's a pun totally intended, I say it's absolutely brain-blowing, is that most people, and I'm sure all listeners are like nodding along, we've all heard we have two minds, right? Yeah. We have a conscious one and an unconscious one, where then the fact actually loses a lot of its power is that then most people think they are split 50-50 and this could not be furthest from the truth. So Melanie, are you ready? Yeah. How many percent do you think you are conscious of at any point in time? Four or five? Very good. Yeah, that's excellent. That's fine. Yeah, obviously it's fine, <laughs> which mean unconsciously 95 of things happen. Now, most listeners are like, whoa, hang on, hang on a minute. I am like unaware of 95%. Yes, pretty much. So where I see my work as a leadership mindset strategist is a lot of the time is increasing that consciousness. So this helps and this is where when we do this we become more articulate more eloquent and more aligned and more aware of ourselves and it's about shifting things from the back of your head to the front of your head from that 95 pool to the five percent because we are only able to tackle things that we are conscious of and of course that's that five percent pool so by shifting things using awareness using acceptance using introspection, then we, they become clear to us. And then as soon as something is clear to us, 
we can tackle it. Hmm. Can't believe I was right. Um, so how? So what kind that of people? A, I've never. Ha- that's never happened to me before. So really well done because. <laughs> People, most people say it's 50-50. Um, then sometimes people guess, okay, maybe, no, maybe I'm not that conscious. So, you know, they kind of go a bit, but uh, usually people don't, yeah, don't guess. But uh, well, normally, when I'm, when I, I know when I'm thinking of stuff, I'm thinking of not just myself. I'm thinking of my, my husband and my partner in my business. I'm thinking of my children and the impact that what I'm doing is going to make to them. And I want to be a good example to them. I'm also thinking of my mum, my dad, because I want to make them proud. Um, and, and also my audience, because ultimately I exist as a, as a brand, if you like, to serve others. So, um, and then of course, when I, when it comes down to either my social media side of things, it's um, my direct customer or client or when I'm in a podcast, it's the person I'm podcasting with. So it's it, there's at least four or five people there straight away without any real effort, which is why I came up with with that. Um, but I but I'm, I'm, I think I'm unconscious of of all the family aspect um, because they're always sitting there. And the last thing you want to do is when you come out of a call with somebody, you go, "Oh my god, I've got to tell my children and my husband and my mum this," and and you don't. So you they sit there unconsciously. But I'm always consciously thinking of my audience, the person I'm actually dealing with directly, um, and my business, which would be my myself and my husband. So you know, it's I guess I'd never really taken that into account before. It, it's and. This is actually, that was you actually increasing that awareness, Mm. which is what the book does a lot. It's us thinking, oh, I never thought about it that way, or, you know, something that clicks a little bit more or going, oh, hang on a minute. Um, This is something where, you know, maybe two hours from now, once we would have hanged up and, you know, you'll be editing, something happens and you go, ah, Frederic. (laughs) (laughs) this would happen (laughs) and because when we start like as you as you were talking to me and you were starting adding people and more people and more people and and actually the that bubble was getting much 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 larger Mm. um and then you were amplifying it thinking of impact and legacy and pride and all of this all came into your awareness at that point in time um this is like i always say if mindset had an a it would be for awareness like a hundred percent because we awareness leads us to change Mm. yes and that's why it works and that's how the strategies work well We've, thank you, ladies and gentlemen. We've just demonstrated how a book works. <laughs> um, well, this, this has been an incredibly insightful journey, a conversation explaining neuroscience in action, I suppose. Um, so where can we get hold of your book, Frederic? And when is it available again? Can you remind us? Thank you so much for having me, Melanie. Um, The book is available from March 30th on any bookshop and online retailers. Um, If you want a signed copy, um, the publisher and I are also selling it direct from leadbeyondtheedge.com. And then um, I'll be delighted to sign and personalize it and ship it to you. And um, 
I did like this has been a pleasure and a privilege. Actually, it went by so fast. Um, so and I'm yeah, I'm, it was a it was a delight. Thank you, Melanie. Well, it's been a pleasure to finally um, sit down and speak to you, Frederick. We we did actually work out at the very beginning how long we've actually known of each other and been in each other's orbits. And it's ridiculously long for us to wait for this long to talk to one another. Um, but we've done it now. And I hope that this is the beginning of a long and fruitful relationship, Frederick. Um, Thank you. Well, thanks so much for your time today. Um, we'll be back very soon with another podcast. I hope you enjoyed listening. Thank you for listening to the latest Irish Tech News podcast. Check back every day for the latest episode. You can follow us on Twitter at Irish underscore tech news. On Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Irish Tech News. On LinkedIn, linkedin.com forward slash company forward slash Irish dash tech dash news. On Instagram, instagram.com forward slash Irish Tech News dot IE. And on TikTok, tiktok.com forward slash at Irish Tech News.